0: Welcome to the Doctor Funk podcast. On this episode, we talk about Prince's divorce docs being unsealed, the newly appointed personal representative for Prince's estate, Paisley Memories, what's coming up in 2017, and we hear about the Doctor Funk challenge. And now, more funk for your buck—you can bet on that, Doctor Funk and Barry. Uh,
1: what is going on? Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. Chris, thank you for the introduction as usual. You know it, Doc. People, make sure, if you aren't already, to subscribe to us on Stitcher, on iTunes, on whatever. So whenever this podcast or any others drop in 2017, you get it immediately. Thank you for supporting the funk as we give you the funk. And uh, the Purple Army... And uh supporting Prince's legacy. What is going on, Chris? Happy holidays, Doc. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, and if we don't do a show next week,
0: happy New Year. You too, that's right. Let's uh, get this let's get this year the hell out of here. What do you yeah, say? Yeah.
1: Like people understand. I know people some people have had a newborn babies or other stuff, so two thousand sixteen's been great for them. But for a majority of us it's really sucked especially this week there's been quite a few deaths of people that we know it's just been ridiculous it's how 2016 started off for me um we'll get into that we gonna get into a little bit of news first a little bit of the bad before we hit you some with some good news all right um you know we've been i've been expecting it since november about the divorce documents being unsealed between manuela and prince right um they were looking for some dirt on him, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, we'll say probably painkillers to see if there was anything that brought, that was brought up of the divorce happened being over recreational drug use or drug habits.
0: And when was that divorce again?
1: 10 years ago. Okay. 10 years ago. Now it'll be over 10 years because it happened at the end of two, of 2006, so that's going to be over 10 years. They didn't find what they were looking for. So the newspaper... Wasn't going to make it public. So that's it. It's done. We're thinking it's done. It's past November. The judge decides that it's divorce proceedings and the rulings and judgment should be fair game. It should be public knowledge. And um, from what I'm told, insider info, that he didn't call Prince Mr. Nelson throughout everything. It was always Prince. So I think there's a little bit of a, of a celebrity judge thing going on that he wants his name to be talked about and other things because they even said that there isn't anything really scandalous, just, uh, you know, how much so-and-so was paid or certain incidents that happened. There was nothing about the drug use, but he decided to leave it open. And the thing that bothered me, I know some fans are like, oh, that's kind of cool. No, it's not. It just shows that he knew his music. He said something about that divorce proceedings and and documents being unsealed. It's like the sea of tranquility. It should be open. Sea of tranquility. Arms right. of Orion. Prince Lyric. Cheese. No, cheese. Cheese is right. Cheese and rice. So January 13th, this is going to be uncovered. So we'll find out how much Manuela was paid, which was not very little. We'll find out about some certain things of uh you know what could be deemed as cruel cruelty towards each other which just sucks. We don't need to know that. It doesn't change anything. The main thing, the whole reason that the Minneapolis Star Tribune was going after this was to see if drug use was mentioned and it wasn't. And then the judge is like, oh crap. There's gonna be nothing for people to talk about when it comes to me anymore in 2017. Let me get this out there. Didn't call them Mr Nelson Call them Prince. You're supposed to be a little bit, you know... Professional. Right. And it's not. It just shows that there's... We're dealing with a celebrity judge that never thought he would get it in Minneapolis.
0: Like, I I refer to you as Mr. Barry. Actually, Dr. Barry. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So... Well, it's, it's not like the respect. people on
1: the message boards that call me Dr. Dingleberry, but hey. <laughs> you know, which doesn't bother me because I they have to come up me. with that. It's longer than my name or when they... <laughs> They misspell other things on purpose. I'm like, you know, it takes you longer to type that than the actual sodium. So that's hilarious to me. You just wasted extra time talking about me. So It's thanks.
0: worth it. I enjoy I mean, whoever does it, I'm sure they enjoy right. it.
1: It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't go on that stuff. But all right, here's good news that will happen on January 12, 2017. Okay. Now, as we as we know, Bremer Trust was only supposed to be in charge of the estate for a short amount of time. They got an extension. Right. Yep. And then it's they want out. So Comerica Bank is going to be taking over January 12th. Now, okay. they're going to have a special administ- administrative position um, that's going to be going on there. Now, who do you think it should be? Do you think it should be Londell?
0: Yeah, one of the Londell or somebody with authority that has a good head on their shoulders.
1: Good head on their shoulders. Maybe not exact experience as someone else would say, right? But someone who knows what Prince would want and is able to get it done.
0: Yeah, that would be great. So. Wh- who's left? <laughs>
1: the acceptance of appointment as personal representative for the estate is going to be Mr. Van Jones.
0: Ah,
1: oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Omar, thank you. Van Jones, thank you. Taika signed off on it. So Taika. Taika. Thank you.
0: That's awesome. Family. He's gonna look out for Prince's best interest.
1: And they'll find ways to make money. Yeah. And not the other not the other shady. ways. No, yeah. I just I have more trust in it for things to be done right. You know, as you know, you know, I I like Van. We've we've met yep. maybe once or twice before at Sayers Club and the Purple Rain. Uh Memorial thing earlier this year, not purple rain screening, not memorial. Yeah. Um, But
0: that's great news. I'm that's happy. great. Yeah,
1: 2017. I mean, look, you know, we could do a year review show. Which 2016 was was terrible. This I don't is think we need we to review need to talk it. About it. <laughs> no best no, of. It's just look, we had great guests. The thing is, is that we would have had these great guests whether he was here or not. We may not have had Dave Hampton on or people like that who I really appreciate coming on because Dave's reason for being on was to protect Prince's legacy that he felt needed to be protected because no one was doing it. If he was still here, Prince would be protecting his legacy. Right. Now, that he's not. Van Jones and others, of the Purple Army, have to step up. And I'm sure Van... Being a political analyst, having a former background in politics, I'm sure he could really use this distraction over the next four years or so.
0: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so,
1: right. you but, know. Yeah, that's great. He can put his time into that. Um,
0: But it was, a, you know what, not to, if you're done with talking about that, you got me kind of thinking now about the year. And it was a great year for, it was a fun year for us. Bad circumstances. Yeah. obviously. We could have had it with them still being yeah. here. Well, and that was the that was what we were starting so, in February. We were hoping that this was gonna be something fun for for right. you to do and and to yeah, to, and my main to get reason, his word out.
1: My main reason of lagging on doing a podcast so much is doing this precast. We had live shows via video. We had a chat room to where I could answer questions from the audience. We can have people Pull up people immediately. Yeah, he would drop a new video or a new song in the middle of the show. It was very Prince-like.
0: All because these he things loved the going instantaneous on. creativity, in right? A way.
1: And with podcast, it isn't exactly live. I'm working on something for that, as you know. Yeah,
0: but we got some surprises for 2017. It's you you gonna know, be fun.
1: And then some people on Twitter this week were kind of asking, like, how do like the spreecast come about, or can you tell stories? Oh. I remember we did a okay. test run with me and Seth Everett in 2012, we did a test episode. I think Prince watched. We had a few people on. It didn't have any, any, anything going on it. And then we decided to kind of kick off the new year with 2013 on it because Prince is telling me at the end of 2012, 2013 is going to be a big year.
0: 2012, was that when Screwdriver came out?
1: At the end of it, right Right, like now, in December, like right about now. There was like. like snippets. It wasn't too long. We had like a video. Um,
0: yeah, that, that rehearsal video thing.
1: Yes, and then we, we were given like a lyric video of 30 seconds, but just had the lyrics on the screen, and they did yes. end up doing something much better, much different. Um, they asked me to pull that as soon as I got it. I'm like, all right. And so he was just telling me, like, let the fans know, thank them for an awesome 2012, 2013. It's going to be so much better. So we decided to do a spreecast. I let Prince know a couple days before, hey, we're gonna be doing another one of these shows. It kind of gets the the fans involved, and immediately they go, "Yes, give me a minute." And the first episode, we had maybe about twenty questions of what Prince wanted me to ask the fans. They didn't know that it was him asking. Okay, you know. So we're just trying to get like a feel of what they want. New website. They want to maybe be involved with the vault. Is there any fans that would want to work on it? What songs they want to see in a set list or what they would want to see coming from him. Wow. So we do the show. Fans don't know that these questions are coming from him. I'm just seeing it. And then he appreci like we're we're seeing comments. We brought a few people on, but I'm paying attention to the comments, reading it, then asking like what do other people think of that. Do you think that's a good idea? Are there other things that you are thinking of? So all that came from Prince. Then the next day, I'm told by Julia, his manager at the time, that, hey, I'm going to call you an hour to go over some things with you.
0: I went, all right. No questions, right? You just kind of say, okay.
1: Yeah. So hour goes by, phone rings, Julia's like, first things first, he loved the show, he loves that you pay attention to the comments and what the fans are asking, that you're not ignoring it, you know, and if you'd want to do something like this on a regular basis, he would love to pay you for it. I go, we don't need to get into that. Um, but then she was like, he does want to see if you'd like to come up with a new website and have fans involved. And maybe they can pick tracks from the vault each month. So all these things going on. And I did contact some people and they were kind of upset when all of a sudden Prince 2013 and some other websites started popping up when there was no involvement from fans, even though they were working on it, wanting to come up with their own money to just have stuff done. But there was other things that he was wanting to work on and to make this a regular show. So each week we would have more questions or more subjects or there would be certain things. And the way that I handled it would just be like it's my point of view. right? But it actually wasn't. There would be stuff that I contributed. Like I thought that – Third Eye Girls should make their debut on the tonight on the late night with Jimmy Fallon. That's what it was then. Mm-hmm. So he took that in consideration. Other things, he was paying attention, seeing what the fans wanted. It was more fan interactive than people realized. Before he went on Twitter, this was it. He was able to see the comments, go back and watch the show or whatever, but he was watching. He had distinct input in it. And more and more the show would evolve to where. Yeah, all of a sudden madison dubois comes in and then she drops this freaking rehearsal of third eye girl and prince doing boom stratus mixed with other things and it was just amazing like we wouldn't know what to expect would drop in and then sometimes we're given like a songs two hours before and i had to edit it for the show <coughs> but this is what was going to happen with the podcast he was going to be involved because the main thing was, is I'm letting him know that I'm doing this, starting it. It's just like it. Because if Prince didn't want me to do anything, it'd be like, Jay, Flunk Barry, no. Yeah. Don't do it. But they knew of this just like they knew of other things. And when I was doing the show and, uh, decided to make some drastic changes to the show, he still had input on it. Mm-hmm. We still had guests. Sometimes when MPG jazz was coming around um, he had Gucci call me on my cell phone from Paisley to play me tracks from MPG Jazz. Over which, the phone? Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Over the
1: phone for the show through the Spreecast. <laughs> and I enjoyed Spreecast. Yeah. I enjoyed the live format.
0: It was really it. cool because it was spontaneous. I remember coming home and getting all, you know, I'd be doing stuff and I'd have it on the background. It's pretty cool. Dude, sometimes we had over 100,000 people at once.
1: Oh, wow. So we had a humongous audience. So thank you to Prince for that. Sometimes when he was just starting Twitter, he'd tweet, this is where the party be, you know, really appreciated that. And, you know, I didn't need to ask him for clearance for guests. I would contact the people. And he just basically said, we support Berry. So that was it. I would go to the people. I wouldn't have to go through clearance because there were so many other things going on at the time. But it was awesome. And I loved it being live, kind of like, um, we had Shelby on, be one of the first guests, Shelby J. Mm-hmm. And me being me, you know, we had her on and put her on the spot. She's like, Doc, this is live. Why ask me? I was like, Oh, yeah, it's live. Unlike Beyonce's mic at the Obama's inauguration. She was like, Doc, what are you doing <laughs> to me? Like, because she's on camera and you yeah, can't really yeah, say anything bad yeah. about Beyonce. Right. No, no. And I'm no, like, no. sorry. But those were fun times and you didn't know what you'd have on. And sometimes things would be very sporadic and you'd have have people commenting and they would have a good idea slash suggestion and you would take it. That was the place to go for it. And I'm very thankful to have been a part of that along with so many other Prince projects that he allowed me to be a part of. And these things were an idea that manifested that I wanted to get out. You know, I tweeted about in 2012. I kind of want to do... A podcast, but internet, but live, and that's when Seth Everett reached out to me, and we took it down that road. But it's something that I wanted to do, and it manifested. It wasn't Prince thinking that, just like other things um, that I've done, and like I said, I've been lucky to be a part of. Uh, just I remember he was wanting me when they were doing the Breakfast Conway video. They're having a little bit of trouble with the split screen video. He was wanting me to be a part of that. The thing is is that the spreecast format already had the split screen video so it wasn't me doing it. I'd be like, right. "Oh, it was automatic, go there. right?" And, yeah. You know, the twins are calling me. I'm like, "Uh, okay, sure if he feels that he thinks I can help, you know, I think Danielle and you girls, you, you know, you you way have way more experience than me, but sure. If he wants be there, I'll be there. And that's how it always was with Prince. Because during this time, the first week that we did uh the spreecast like I was putting out tweets because I knew that third eye girl was rehearsing and I put out tweets about stuff in Minneapolis. Like if, if Prince was on Twitter, you know, he wouldn't be having anyone jump on Lake Minnetonka in January. And then if Prince is on Twitter, he'd be like giving me his shopping list for Byerleys or whatever. <laughs> and then he'd make a run over here and then Joey hit me up. He's like laughing at your tweets. And I go, that's cool. And then, um, craziness I get a text from Julia this is January okay 2013 so Prince wants to know when you're gonna come and check out the new band at Paisley and I went I checked the temperature and I went when it gets above 40 <laughs> and she's like you know we'll take care of you and I'm like I got like work to do out here like how many people would say no to Prince right like nobody and that was one of the things though that there was respect going on but what i didn't know was is that weekend he had a guy working on a new website and he had billboard coming over to interview him and put him on the cover now what's interesting is the first two paragraphs of the billboard article mentioned me and the spree cast oh really so i'm thinking he was wanting me to come over there and talk with billboard i'm like Oh, boy, he, this is him trying to teach me a lesson. You're not going to come. This is what you're missing out on. Right, right. Could have got your name out there. You could have been interviewed, but no. <laughs> you're just too cool to freaking go in cold temperature. And, not, and and it was like 72 in LA in January, man. What are you going to do? Uh, get on a freaking plane to Minneapolis.
0: That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> you would. I would, yes. and Then it,
1: A few days later, like I get hit up. <clears throat> Prince is going to play four shows at the Dakota Jazz Club and then post it now post it immediately and then like the Dakota Jazz Club is like I was really quick on my post and the tweets and everything like I remember this they <laughs> Dakota Jazz Club was what the hell I just got off the phone with Princess management 10 minutes ago how is this already on the web and then I woke up in the morning after my nap don't sleep I take naps. There was Minneapolis reporters hitting me up wanting to interview me and they thought I was in Minneapolis. They're like, well, how did you know about these shows if you're in LA? I'm like, well, you know. And then, like I said, this is where Chris, Chris, I can't say, I can't remember his last name. I don't want to butcher. It. I can remember it. It's pretty long. I don't want to butcher it, but he hits me up and he has questions for me about Prince. And I kind of don't want to answer anything without prince knowing so i well, sent yeah. prince the questions and prince answers the questions for me and i sent it back to chris and chris isn't an understanding that he just got an exclusive that was prince not me yeah and it was it was asked questions like how, how do how do you know prince how do you do this blah 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 and, and then it was prince answering prince
0: answering as you
1: no, but it was Prince because he was like Doc is a very good friend.
0: Oh, really? And all oh, okay. And again,
1: that's why I say he called me a friend. I, I did not call Prince a friend. He called me a friend. I kind of agree with Tommy Barbarella, who did a recent interview that said anyone who says that they were friends with Prince is 100% bsing. I think there's some very much true to that truth well, to that.
0: Yeah, I think he was very private. He didn't have a lot of real f- close no. friends. It was uh, there was like we talked to the guests that we've had acquaintances. Mostly.
1: I kept my distance, okay. which I think was good because I had, through name changes and other things, I had a long relationship with Prince. Again, I'm not saying friendship, long relationship. He knew they can count on me for stuff. Like when there was some little thing about the price of his concerts during the 3121 Roosevelt Shills, mm-hmm. I talked as J7 to the LA Times And kind of said, like, the 312 sticker price, when you think about it now, isn't too bad. But that Prince, like, earlier that year, played Tower Records for free. And he did, like, $21 shows before. You know, but you'd have someone like Madonna charging, like, 500 bucks. And Prince thinking, well, if anyone there's anyone to compare to me to, anyone at all, it'd be her. And look how much she's charging. And Prince is arrogant, you know. Mm. He feels he's better than Madonna and rightfully so. You know, people didn't go to Prince for the price of his show or whatever. They went because he's the, he was the greatest living musician and he was the greatest live show. Period. Yep. No one could touch him. Right. So I would always defend him on that. And then other things, then as Funkenberry, there'd be certain things that are misquoted. Karen or or Ruth, um, who I both greatly respect. Assistance, I have no issues right? with. Ruth was listed as assistant, but to me I think Ruth was an assistant and a manager. Okay. Um, she just never had that title, but she deserved it. The reason and I think I said this before, the reason that Prince's thirty one twenty one parties were so star studded is Ruth had the connections of anyone who was anyone.
0: Real In Hollywood. Oh wow. It was
1: all her doing. Those everything to the little purple carpets that had thirty one twenty one on it, to everything Ruth did. Plain simple. Wow. That was her thing. But to me, whether she got the title or not, Ruth was assistant and manager, in my opinion.
0: What's she doing today? Do you still contact her?
1: I still have contact with her. I don't know what she's been up to. I know that she's been taking it hard like everyone else. Um, But that's it. Nothing but respect. I've always done stuff on my end, but she brought me in and she allowed me to do what I wanted. In the sense of, I would help out behind the scenes, which is what I did with Sam and what I did with others. I was not trying to be the face of anything. (laughs) You know, I'd be at the parties, I'd be at everything, I'd be very fortunate, but it wasn't about trying to meet him or be called anything. I tried to keep everything, you know. But again, as I said, I think that's what kept me around so long is wanting to help support him, wanting to help promote him, but not be like called into Paisley. So I was glad that I turned down Paisley, even though the Dakota shows came up. I announced the media was all over. And then I got another thing from Julia now. So do you want to come see the shows at the Dakota? I'm like, sure. Okay. I guess if you're going to twist my arm, because now I thought about it for like, I'm stupid for not going out to Paisley. And yeah, (laughs) so I said, sure, this time. Right. So what does Prince do? Because he says you broadcast a spreecast live. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, should I start packing? Should I get everything ready? Because you don't know. And then I think it was Prince going, oh, now he wants to he come wants out. To come. Nah, forget it. But that's ah, how I'd be with him. He's
0: clowning, you, yeah.
1: But I loved it, you know. But that's how I like things to be anyway. Is I just, I only wanted to come places when he needed me. How it was the weekend before. How it was from the beginning. And that's it. So I'm very thankful for everyone for allowing me to keep that distance and not be involved and not go to them like, hey, by the way, that was my idea. I was helping people behind the scenes and I was completely happy with it.
0: Yeah, you've always been in the the shadows, kind of in the background.
1: I like that. And see, the only thing is, because I see on message boards, I see on people that aren't understanding stuff, um, I didn't play up my relationship with them like others. So it's kind of hurt me. But people understand with the guests that I have That there was trust That those people know it And then it comes out I've always said There's no need to push stuff In time people will figure it out Right So But I do Regret that only from that sense But as I said People are catching on They're understanding it I'm cool with it And that's what I'm saying is Is just that I wish he was still here Because these shows Would still be amazing He probably would be Funding them you know, he would always, that would be nice. He would be giving me, he would give, <laughs> oh. he would give me songs on my site and go, like, how much money do I, do I need to throw on you, to throw at you to make the sound better on your site? And I went, well, <laughs> the sound better. There's Oops. nothing we can do because of the platform, but I can put links on SoundCloud and the link to the site and the sound will be better, but then people will be able to download it a lot easier. Yeah. But he was about the sound. So that's what we started doing just like when he gave us the Pearl Jam even flow track and that thing had like over like 200,000 hits Like in two hours and people were like why well, rather our prince doing kiss or somewhere that well That's been done before I wouldn't have gotten picked up by spin by Rolling Stone and all these others if it was like that so Just Craziness, I just I'm so fortunate so fortunate that we're blessed. He trusted me. Like, you know, we have people on the show and I ask him like, did you sign confidentiality agreements? And they all say yes.
0: Ah, really? Okay. But they still
1: gave a lot of really good stories. Well, cuz they feel they can trust him. they feel it's a safe place. I never had to sign a confidentiality agreement, but according to Karen and according to Julia and others that you were the reason why you know that you didn't have to sign is cuz he trusted you. Seth says a lot. And the main thing is, is he wanted me to write a book with him. But my problem was, is I thought we had years. So I thought this was just us touching base on it. That I wasn't supposed to start working on it immediately when he talked about and said, we need to do this, we need to do that. When was this? 2014. Oh, I wow. went, okay. But I just went, Prince is in his late 50s, even though he doesn't celebrate birthdays. I'd rather have him be in his early 60s because then there would be less of him going you know i think i said this before just less denial like people that were saying that he was jerk or hard to work with you know i just thought there would be like you know what yeah i was hard to work with i, I but i i demand the best of everyone i just didn't think we were gonna get that in his late 50s but i didn't know i didn't know if I would have known, uh, that night I would have started working on it. Would have been more in contact. But I felt this is something he wanted down the line. And then when I saw earlier this year, he was trying to work on his memoirs. And the hundred, the 50 pages whatever he had was made before, you know, after his Super Bowl run. So it only went up to 2007. It's already stuff that he already had
0: ready, you know. Yeah. Did he have any any did he tell you that he wanted you to have help write it or anything or anyone else to help write it
1: he wanted me to hit up Questlove cuz he felt that he would get it right
0: yeah the main I'm thing was check. is
1: he knew and as you see still now like i have contact with people from his past and people from his present and people that are going to be from his future so that's why you know, he had all these things. Like, he'd asked me to hit up Paul Peterson for other things or be in contact with Bobby Z when it came to something for serious radio that he wanted to do. So <clears throat> that was just it. And he knew that was important for me to get it right. And he was just like, the reason I want to do a book is all these people writing books about me. And they weren't even there when I was recording or doing stuff. I was. So it's just crazy, man. I thought we had. A lot more time. And now let's just look towards 2017. We're going to Purple Rain remaster. We're going to have... I can't wait for that. You know, new music. We're going to have the celebration in April, which is sold out for VIPs. We're going to have other things. We're going to have Van Jones involved, which I'm happy about. You know, sorry to others. I'm not trying to disrespect you or anything. I just feel that you you may tell me that Van doesn't have the experience. The thing is, is Van has the heart, his heart's into it. And i rather sometimes have someone whose heart is into it than experience, because you know what? They'll fight harder than the person that has the experience, so-called experience. So I just want this year to be over.
0: <laughs> is there any, um, any more information about a date uh, regarding the Purple Rain remaster?
1: Nope. It's but let's restricted. wait till
0: after still the estate... Kind of I would put it somewhere between
1: June and July. Have a limited run in theaters. In April?
0: You don't think they're going to. Oh, God. The- I
1: hope not. We already have a Steve Park book. We have a Maite book. We're going to have other things. We're going to have the celebration. Like, let's do this right. Let's get <clears throat> let's get a limited run back in theaters. It'd be cool to have it in the theaters again. Let, let's have Morris Day and the time, the full time, not the part time, not the half time, Jerome on the Tonight Show. Let's have Morris and Jerome on the couch. Let's have Apollonia have her moment in the sun again so she can stop writing fans. You know, um, look, and Apollonia looked amazing at that Purple Rain premiere. So I want to see her stun at places. Let's have the Revolution do their spring tour. Let's have them go on places Colbert, Fallon. You know, let's have them share their stories since they were involved with the recording of Purple Rain, since they weren't uh, involved in Purple Rain winning an award at the American Music Awards, and we don't know what's going to be happening with the Grammys with them, let's get them on. Let's get a little bit of spotlight for them so there isn't all these other hard feelings going on. Um,
0: Speaking of the Grammys, have you heard anything about the Grammys, if they're going to be doing anything for Prince or for David Bowie, for that matter?
1: They Well, they already did something for Bowie last year. The Gaga thing was not well-received. They're giving Sly and the Family Stone a Lifetime Achievement Award. I guess they're trying to do that now because if they give it to Prince, Sly may not be here. I, I just remember seeing Sly at the 2003 Grammys, and how he looked with the gold mohawk and everything. Like, I was worried about Prince kind of like being isolated from stuff. And then these m- musicology. That Musicology Tour, the Grammy performance in 2004, him being more open with his home, maybe not Paisley Park at the time, but with these celebrities that kind of could kind of relate to him, I was so thankful for that. I felt it gave us more years. Right. Unfortunately, here is Sly, Still Out, Living Prince. No disrespect to that. Um, I would just like to see the Grammys honor him in some way. Speaking of the Grammys, they added Joshua Welton in for engineer. For oh, that's phase right. Two. I saw that. That's happy great. about that. Didn't know that it was overlooked. Um, I know Dylan and Kristen not bring it up. We didn't have Justin here yet. Uh, Justin Stanley. So, you know, Joshua, if you want to come on the show, we can just focus on the album, focus on what you're doing with Hannah. Just keep it there. There'll be other times for other stuff, but we want to make sure that you get the Grammy. And other things.
0: What, when's the Grammys again? February. In February, a week after the Super Bowl. Okay. Super Bowl. Can't wait for that. It the won't Super be World aired, World. obviously, because it's an engineering award. But, but we'll find. We'll be use. in touch
1: with them. Chris and Dylan will be texting, hopefully, with yes. Yeah. Hopefully. And then we'll just know, you know, that they'll yeah. be in there. I've known other people that done in it, that have sat through those proceedings and didn't win. Yeah. Hopefully,
0: these ones win because they're not shit talkers. <laughs> so,
1: just gonna say that.
0: Um, so, I noticed also that Paisley Park After Dark is is still going strong. They're doing another one coming up.
1: Going strong? Well, it's still going. Um, I do wish that they would drop the price to twenty twenty five dollars. Sixty dollars still, tours. right? Yeah, Brother Jules DJing and not anything special. This Friday, last week they did play the Brisbane, Australia show. They yeah, showed. Did you get feedback on that? I haven't heard about it. Only two people. What? It doesn't mean that there was only two people oh, there. Oh, okay. You've only heard well, pe- yeah. feedback from two people. But they played the entire show except for the encores, three encores. So um, I would just want more people there. But look, they It's had tough. pretty it's winter. bad long, yeah. weather there. Yeah. It's,
0: it's- Ugh, it's rough. This week was bad. It dumped last week, so.
1: And here, the rain in California, I can only imagine, well, people I know probably know how to drive in snow in Minneapolis, but cheese and rice. Uh, We have fans that
0: bike in the snow, so they don't even care about the the weather. (coughs) Heidi Darth Vader, I could not do that. She's amazing. (laughs) She can get it done. Shout out to Heidi on that. Yep. But
1: hopefully it'll pick up. Hopefully... Van Jones will listen and have ideas, you know, and you have more of a take charge role in it. You know, the whole thing is, is I've ruffled a few feathers over the years. One, one of the things I ruffled Prince's feathers a lot. Uh, sometimes when we release new music through iTunes during the 2013 campaign, music on the website, I would play a little bit of on our show. Then he goes, he sends me a text Doc needs to use better judgment when it comes to using my songs on the show. And I just emailed back and said, okay, if you don't want me to use the songs, I won't, but we're having a hundred thousand fans here that you're reaching. We want to make sure that they're aware of it because you're not getting talked about on radio stations. We want, we want you to get the love and have people purchase your stuff. So what came of that is every week, an hour or two before the show, we get a track to edit, make it a minute long or whatever, a sample, and then immediately during the show, as soon as we play the song, it'll be up on the website. Ah. But that only came from this. I wouldn't say disagreements, but conversations about it. You know, but the reason I could do that was is I wasn't there, <laughs> right? So I didn't have paychecks or anything that <laughs> depended
0: on it. <laughs> You weren't a yes man, that's for sure.
1: Well, no. And I would piss people off, you know. I, Julia, Karen, others, like, why do you have to, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to be so difficult? And I'm like, because you guys can't, (laughs) you know, that's no disrespect to them. And it wasn't, it would, with Theo, with trevor with others i was a pain in the ass for them to deal with when prince told them to call me that was not a phone call that they were looking forward to i'm sure you know we can laugh about it now yeah but i'm sure that they like had disdain for me as much as they appreciated stuff but i'm okay with that because and just like right about now It's all about Prince's legacy now. So I want Paisley Park to be open, but the $60 charge for every person is ridiculous. Get it to 2025. I guarantee you're going to have people that want to do the tours and give them something that they're going to get. By the way, tonight in studio whatever, we're going to have a little bit of the Prince Piano Microphone, the last show from Atlanta, or what he recorded at Paisley. It's going to be playing in one of the studios. The only way you can hear that is if you take the tour. Then you're going to have people that may want to take the tour multiple times. Let them know it's cash only so they have cash. And make sure you got that ATM working inside Paisley as well. There you go. Boom. Just saying. I just want 2017 to be the best thing can be. We can't change anything. We can't bring him back. The one thing that we can do is protect his legacy and honor his legacy. And that's why when I see people posting YouTube videos or other stuff that was unreleased. I'm not tripping on it because, you know, we were all worried about this when Prince was here like, Oh, this is going to ruin his legacy. People aren't going to be able to find stuff. Now they're able to find it. Sometimes it disappears. Sometimes it's there, but I'm very thankful for the footage. You know, the dimes of Pearls stuff, the daddy pop stuff. It's incredible.
0: Yeah. There's, it's amazing what footage has come out
1: and just, there's so much stuff. There was something posted on purple funk SF uh this week they kind of like had like an interview from germany or whatever and they went inside the vault maybe for about 30 seconds but geez that thing is deep and the reels that are in there not including videos or dvds because this thing was shot like in 1991 oh my lord wow i wow. just think you creamed in your pants a little bit i think i just saw that I, yeah
0: my eyes rolled back a little bit that's 25 yeah. years imagine what you Longer. saw there plus 25 years of creativity. Even more so, and then that that he was able to
1: make music even easier than right through these programs and other stuff. Now with computers, yeah, and then just the Third Eye Girl stuff, the, the Third Eye Girl Paris show, the recording of Plectrum Electrum in the in the place where they had the basketball court and all the equipment was set up, stuff that Madison shot, so many other things probably every Paisley show that was there being filmed or other stuff that was recorded. That was never used The dance for me video, the extra lovable video, the walk, don't walk video by Lisa Bonet. Like we're talking tons and tons and tons of stuff, you know, and that we knew at one point he was making a video for every song. I know at one point, I think it was only pictures though, that kind of destroyed a lot of stuff but I don't think it was videos. And I don't think it was audios audio. I do know that he did throw away things from time to time. And that's why people were able to make garbage, uh, trunk jumps. Cause <laughs> something that landed in my hands, uh, was found in the garbage during a celebration before. So, and then someone gave to me. I'm like, whoa, that's like crazy. Like, he really threw that with all these people here? Like, he didn't think that someone would go jumping through the damn garbage? Well, I wouldn't think that either, but gee. I wish I would have
0: thought of dumpster dive and shoot. I like
1: my clothes too much, man. And all I remember is uh, my second time at Paisley, it was very rainy and muddy. And Bobby from the Bay Area, who weighs all the 10 pounds wet, he went on an area <laughs> – and me muscles, whatever, other stuff. I try to follow in Bobby's footsteps, walking on what I thought was dirt. Uh, and I was wearing.
0: <laughs> oh, no, you were wearing your Stacy's, weren't you? No, I was, I was wearing my boots,
1: my Doc Martin boots, whatever, before F-Boys started wearing it on a regular basis. This is probably around 2001. So I try to follow Bobby. Thank God I was wearing those boots. But mud went up to my shoulders. I literally fell in the thing of mud. I was only there for three seconds, but I'm all muddy. I haven't gotten my tickets to Paisley yet. I'm like, what is going on here?
0: No way. I never heard that story.
1: And it, it took us all day to get a rental car because they were being more jerks than they were at the 2000 celebration when it was quite easy. So it took us all day. Then I'm like, all right, we're going to be at Paisley. Let's go inside. And now I'm like, all right let's go get our tickets and go back to the hotel and have me change my clothes. Like first time at Paisley was just amazing. Second time wash that off of me. And then everything was golden, but yeah, (laughs) that's funny. So Minneapolis in June after rain and sometimes a little bit of their tornadoes. And it isn't exactly that fun. Then you go in July and I'm like crazy sweating. Uh, still had a good time. You get in the mud, you wash it off, you go right back to doing it. And I had a good time.
0: You got to love those Paisley memories.
1: There's a lot of them. And I'm very thankful for it. I'm thankful that, you know, we would have conversations in there for hours, me and him. And I would see great concert experiences and the tours and the studios and just so many other things and just like I would read articles and digest everything. So I know more about everything that happened there. So when I was doing tours with, um, Sam Jennings ex at the time during a celebration, it would just be like, Oh, well this wasn't brought up or whatnot. If I didn't correct it, I did write an article about it later, but it was just to kind of take everything in to see where their point of view came from, what I could add for it. It wasn't like going, oh, that this day is going to come. It was just try to be knowledgeable in all aspects of Prince. Just like one time when I first walked in Paisley, and it's open to you, and I saw like the Time Award on the wall, and it says given to Jamie Star. Really? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. See, like there's these little tidbits. That's cool. You know, just someone asked me this week. Facebook fan page. If I plan on going back to Paisley in time, if I'm it just like, if I'm needed, I'll go there. You know, when I say that, I'm not saying by the fans, but if they want me there, not the fans, but the people in charge, because I'm not trying to ruffle any any while well, I am. But <laughs> I'm just trying to help. Yeah, yeah. I want to be that positive nuisance. How Prince was. That's how I look at things. So, what a year. I'm. Happy to see it go. Yeah. There's nothing that we can change. I wish, but we can't. We can just try to accept. And here's another thing, guys. All right. I know that for every month after we pass, we're like, oh, it's been one month. It's been two months. It's been three months. We talk about how sad we were that we miss them. Let's do something here. I challenge you. Okay. And Call it the Funkinberry challenge on the 21st of every month or around then share an experience that you had because of Prince, whether it was at Paisley park or concert, or a song that touched you or the first time you discovered his music. Let's let's stop. Look, we're always going to be sad. We're never going to forget him. But let's try to share our experiences on why he meant so much to us. I like that. That's cool. Let's not have it be this depressing. I mean, the 21st of the month is depressing. Yeah, yesterday
0: was really tough.
1: You know, like, let's let's just share experiences. Like, yours would be on Leno, Dancing with Prince. Other experiences. I I have a lot to choose from.
0: I got a few that I could I could channel. I'll keep. Right. Yeah, exactly. We've all, got, everyone's got experiences. We all have nothing experiences. to do with nothing to do with a concert or anything. You know, it could be the the first time you kissed a girl. You know, and, right. and, and or proposed know, or other certain, things. A certain song was playing. You know,
1: right? I think that's. Let's try to to honor him that way, and that way you're still remembering him. Cool. I like that. Let's just try to give it a little bit more positive feel, because this way we're still remembering, him, but then we're sharing with people why he was so important to us. And I try to do that. Like I'll have my little long post, but I always try to put a message in there, you know, but let's try to make it, make it more positive now. Cool. I like that, man. That's a great idea. So the people that asked about the spreecast and were wanting more stories about that, I hope you guys enjoyed it instead of having it be 140 characters. Um, <laughs> this is it. This is what, I want to do now. And I kind of like that. Our spree cast comes out on the 22nd. We didn't do it on the, the 21st. Like we're respectful of it. We had other things going on, but that's how it works out. Sometimes we have great grass in 2017. We may or may not have a show next week, depending on if any, if any news breaks, Chris is going to be away. Not in Miami this time, but he will still be away. Oh, I'm on vacation. We want to be respectful of that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So, you know, but in 2017, we have a, A stuff load of guests and other things like, you know.
0: More funk for your trunk. You can bet on that.
1: See, he said that, and then people got upset with me when it wasn't delivered. Like, he said that, and we had designs for it and everything, so don't get on me for that. But, yeah, we'll have the guests that people talk about that they want, we'll have. So, you know, and we're going to be doing things that are have others duplicate us. You know and imitate that's just how it is it's not a disrespect it's just truth you know and if the ones that came before us much love to you but I think all of us are making each other better so let's just go with that in 2017 and give the fans more options more things going on it's all love
0: more ways to heal right it's all good we're all we're all different together. perspectives we're all family
1: all love right. one another that's right all right chris everyone that's listening thank you guys so much i know 2016 has been hard we're gonna up our game in 2017 new microphones new other things and thanks to the person i was hitting you back up about my car and i put in the subject line transmission is it's radiator <laughs> i was trying to get back to you because it's been so many weeks I apologize. This is why I'm getting back to people is that I mess up. Like, uh, But thank you guys so much for the love, for everything. I did reach back to a lot of people through email all the way back to April. That's why I did all of yesterday and it took hours to do. I just want to let you know that it is red. Um, there are some people that ask questions through the Facebook fan page. I just can't ask. That I don't want in writing like you're asking for two detailed questions that i just cannot answer for you i see it i'm not trying to be rude but i'm not having that in no way writing especially when i do a thing for gq trying to honor them and they're bringing up the laptop thing and then it gets up on every freaking news site i'm like oh my god there's so many better things in that article than that stop it so
0: well and i just wanted to say too thanks to everyone for spreading the word because it's just a couple of guys in our place just getting this done ourselves and the only way to make this grow is to spread the word share it and so thank you thank you and it's getting bigger and better thank you guys so much try
1: make some upgrades to the website have a few things have a person that's going to be working on it. the main thing is is that site may down may have to be down for a weekend or longer and sometimes there are things breaking you know the whole thing is that the website even though twitter and facebook and instagram is where everything's at still a plethora of hits every time I post something, come through Google and other search engines for the site. So it's like I want to have it upgraded and be the best. At the same time, I don't want to have it be down just in case something breaks, you know. So you have to worry about. On that note, thank God, 2016 is over. If it was a great year for you. I'm happy for you. For the majority of us, it wasn't, and that's where I'm speaking from. No disrespect. I wish everyone though a great 2017 with so much positive energy with so many good things coming your way and love and money and energy we're all gonna need it love for another keep it funky everyone much love